0: You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I am excellent. What can I help you with?
1: Yeah. So I had a question about how to craft my personal statement, my story, Um, I grew up in and out of hospitals uh, with a lot of medical issues and it was really impactful for my story and how I learned that I wanted to be a doctor. I had some amazing physicians that educated me and I really want to be like them and to be able to educate patients in that way. Um, but when I'm crafting my story, I get stuck on how much of my medical stuff to share. I have kind of two conditions that mostly influenced my process into becoming a pre-med and one is asthma. I had an amazing pulmonologist. She was incredible and I feel like that's like a pretty safe diagnosis like no one questions if you can do medical school with asthma. Yeah. Um, But then later I got a concussion and developed narcolepsy and my narcolepsy Mm -hmm. has also influenced my college career in a lot of ways. It happened around my senior year of high school so it's been kind of a process learning how to manage that and I have it really under control But that diagnosis is kind of stigmatized. And especially going into medicine, I worry about how if that would show up as a red flag on applications to see that someone has narcolepsy Mm -hmm. Um, and if they could handle residency. And I've talked to residents who also have narcolepsy and I feel confident I could handle it, but I don't want to set myself up with a red flag from the get-go. So I'm trying to decide if I leave that out or if there's a way I can tastefully include it.
0: So my my first question is for the personal statement, right? Our philosophy on the personal statement, my philosophy on the personal statement is, it's, it is your story about why you want to be a physician. And the general framework for my personal statement book, which is too, too far away to reach, Um, the, the general framework is what is your seed, right? What was that first exposure to healthcare that really influenced you to go you know what, this is kind of cool. I, I want to explore this as a potential career. And from what you just said, it sounds like your asthma diagnosis was really your seed. Your concussion and, and the sequelae from that, the narcolepsy is really just another thing, right? And so for me with your story, I don't really need to know about the concussion because your asthma is what led you down this path to begin with. And then, yes, right, again, your concussion was something else that happened, but the wheels were already in motion for you to be a pre-med, for you to explore healthcare. And so I would rather, instead of you talking about your concussion and narcolepsy, I would rather see you, again, in the general framework of the, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Personal Statement, the general framework of what are your watering events? What are those events that watered that seed? What are the events of you being around patients where you explored this career and were like, oh my gosh, this this is something I want to do. This is something I do enjoy. And so your concussion, I don't think really needs to be in there for your personal statement. Now, if we're talking about secondary essays and, and potentially there are essays that maybe talk about a dip in grades and maybe your concussion and, and narcolepsy and trying to go through diagnosing narcolepsy is a big pain in the butt, right? Cause there's a lot of stuff you have to figure out. Um, and, and so you may have had some poor grades while you're getting worked up and trying to figure this out before you get on medications, all that fun stuff. So you may need to talk about the, the concussion and potentially the narcolepsy. Now, I think you could explain a, a rash of poor grades on a concussion alone, right? We know that concussion and mild traumatic brain injury, it's no joke, right? We're learning more and more about it. And I'm a little biased because my wife is a concussion specialist, neurologist. And so I get to hear all of her her stories of of uh, working with concussion patients. And so, again, I, I don't know if you have to explicitly call out, hey, like, I have narcolepsy. Right. And again, as you mentioned, it's stigmatized. I wouldn't say it's stigmatized. I think it's misunderstood. Right. We we have this we have this super hyperbolic um idea of what narcolepsy is of just people just fainting in the middle of a store or something, right? It's just like you're you're in the middle of a conversation and then you you fall asleep and fall down, right? That, that's just like that doesn't happen, right? Um and so the, the, um, that picture, that idea of what narcolepsy is, is, is super old and, and misunderstood. And do you want to risk talking about narcolepsy and someone immediately picturing you scrubbing into the OR and, and falling onto <laughs> the operating table, and contaminating the, the sterile field, right? It's probably not a, a visual that you need to give anyone. I, I don't think there's any... Uh, with, without diving further into potentially your reasons of wanting to talk about it, I don't think there's any reason to talk about narcolepsy above and beyond concussion. Okay, does that yeah, make sense? That makes
1: a lot of sense. Yeah, and I had kind of landed on the same thing with the seed, um, being mm. that pulmonologist visit. So it was good to hear like a second opinion confirming that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and. Cause I would like to kind of stay away from it if possible, just to be on the safe side, but that's right. I can just leave it at concussion and that would be probably great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And I, I, I know, uh, I think it's Takeda Takeda's working on some narcolepsy drugs there. There are uh, some companies out there working on some new narcolepsy, uh, narcolepsy pharmaceuticals to to hopefully help. So if, if, uh, you're still struggling, there's, there's still hope out there to, to help ease your symptoms
1: yeah luckily mine is super controlled and i don't really have yeah. any issues with it but it does still like you said have that kind of hyperbolic like visual that people see when they hear it and i don't want to put that in my way of someone who's reviewing my application
0: yeah makes sense what else can i help you with yep.
1: um so that was like my biggest question i have a couple other smaller ones So the next one, so I actually just graduated in July and then I'm doing two semesters of post-bac. I go to a small school and they have a credit limit to try and get students like in and out. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't fit all my prereqs in my degree since I was an art major. So I'm doing two semesters of post-bac. And then after that, I'm going to take like two gap years. And I'm a little bit nervous about how that will be perceived to take so many gap years. Um, I want, I'm from Georgia originally, but I'm going to school in Idaho. And in order to get my Georgia residency back, I would need to live there for about a year. So the plan is to go live there, work for a little bit and then apply. And I just wanna make sure that taking that long gap when I'm not, cause I see a lot of people who take a lot of gap years, but they have like really strong reasons. Like they're a non-trad and they're doing school or, oh, they're in a different career. But where I'm just kind of like, like, I'd be working as a medical assistant. I have a job lined up. But would that be detrimental to not be in school for those two years?
0: It's such a school dependent question. But I I think two years while working in the medical field and, and kind of doing whatever you're doing and having a reason why you're doing it right? Because you want to establish residency back in your your home state, I, I think is perfectly legitimate. And if someone asks you why, you just tell them, right? Just tell them the truth. And if they have a problem with it, then I mean, it's, it's their problem. It's not your problem. So I, I think you'll be fine. Um, where things get a little iffy is multiple gap years, not really strong reasons why you're doing it. Um, a lot of times there's Uh, MCAT hesitation in there of like I was studying but wasn't ready and I was studying I wasn't ready I was studying I wasn't ready right that's the most common reason I see students take lots of gap years without a real concrete reason why but you you have that concrete reason why so I I wouldn't be concerned about it
1: okay awesome and then I have one last question that I have prepared but that's in writing for my like why this school for in secondaries. And I know this is kind of farther down the road for me, but I'm an over planner. So I think about these things a lot. But when I'm writing about why this school, how do I get experiences with that school to help really cement it? Because right now it's kind of like this school is near family, this school is in my home state. And, yeah. you know, but how do I, and I've done research on the school and there are some the school I'm looking at is um, Medical College of Georgia. And so they have a cool like primary care track, but how do I really specialize it for that school and not make it too general?
0: Yeah, I I think it's doing what you're doing, right? So in general, my, my advice for students when they talk about why this school, location is fine to talk about, I like to put it at the bottom of the list, right? If you lead with, I really like you because you're convenient, I, that that to me is is like you're not putting a lot of effort into this process. So yeah. continuing to to research the school, scour their website, scour uh, local news about the medical school, look on YouTube, look on the SDN threads. It's kind of the only time I I recommend Student Doctor Network is looking at those threads, uh, the school specific threads on the med school side of things um and see what students are saying see what they're complaining about uh and and just just do some research and go oh my gosh I didn't know they had x y or z program that fits perfectly with kind of my mission in life and those are the types of things that you can talk about
1: okay yeah that helps a lot thank you but yeah it's good to know that you know, I'm on the right track. Just keep doing it. Like, just keep looking and keep researching it. And the idea of looking at local news sites—I hadn't even thought about that. That—that that is a really good one to see, like what they're yeah. doing in the communities.
0: Exactly. For as much as local news really isn't a thing anymore, there's still yeah. some <laughs> some small-time uh, online news outlets that that do some uh, local research.
1: Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Well, that huge help. Too. Um. Okay, I guess I lied. I said one last question, but I have one more. Um, So I, like I said, I was an art major and I loved it. It was so much fun, but I also did my prereqs as electives. And one thing that I've been nervous about is just really cementing the fact that I do have competency in the sciences. Um, Obviously, I'm taking all the prerequisite coursework. I'm working hard on my MCAT. I have a blueprint course, so hopefully it goes well. But is there anything else that I can do to really show that I am and I, I did TA for OCHEM and I was a um, tutor for general chemistry. So I just really want to make sure that there's no question about my academic abilities because of my major. And it's typically not perceived as like a very academic major.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be concerned about it at all. Right. It, OK, it, you you could major in underwater basket weaving, take. All of the normal prereqs, right? Gen Chem, Gen Bio, O Chem, Physics, get, get A's. That is your academic ability, right? It doesn't matter what your major is. So uh, I, I wouldn't think twice about your major and trying to prove anything. Your prereqs are how you're proving it.
1: Okay. Sounds great. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group.